the Koi Gig Pod. Tune in and support us, please. We need every little bit of support. Um, we might be outnumbered here in Australia, but we can definitely feel the love from back home. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. And it is Friday morning. You're very welcome along to OTBAM, the sports breakfast show from off the ball. I love this music at the start of the show. Gets you in the mood. Ashing O'Reilly is alongside me this morning. Good morning, Ash. Good morning, Shane. Here with things. And good morning, Colum slash Colum Buhig. Good morning, Colum. Good morning. Yeah, it was this time last week, wasn't it, that the column versus column debate occurred, right. and we just were uh, the three of us there were listening to a nice review from a fan of the show. So, we, did we decide that you draw a line from Dublin to Galway, and everyone north of that says? Column and everyone says that's his column, or is it more nuanced? I think there's a bit. I think there's a bit of nuance. Like Nathan now is definitely column, and I know that. And John Dunkett this morning in our own uh, office, yeah, column. But is that for you now at this point? You see, I say it to you because it's for you. you, you But his um, parents are Claire, isn't it? Aren't aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's a dub. He is a dub. Anyway, so that was nice. There you go. But Jar now would be column, you know, and a few others like that. But anyway, we were listening to a review of the. Column versus column yeah. debate from, from a friend a, of the show. Friend of the show, who uh, what did he say? Those Nordies, I think they own the place. They rule the roost. Let's say who it is. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's know. a well-known fan of the well, show. It was, it was said tongue in cheek. Yeah, well, very joking. It was, yeah, it yeah. was, it was, it was. And I'm, I suppose, a Nordie who doesn't take that. And I'm not, I'm not from the north, but exactly. The north. Yeah, I wouldn't call you a Nordie, you know. But um, column was excellent. Mm. And he went viral. <laughs> his column again. This is actually his column. Yeah. Oh, column. He enjoyed it, yeah. I yeah. don't know if he'll ever do it again, but he enjoyed it. 80,000 views. 80,000 views. Took it to like Duck the Water. Very calm and <laughs> <laughs> analysis. Deep knowledge of football. I told you that. Dar- great, like, lads from Down are calm. Very calm, very yeah. Calm, yeah. calm. Dara Smith-Nachton was telling us that too, wasn't he? Just Nordies are down, calm. Lads. Is that true, is it? <laughs> a very uh, laid-back, easy-going demeanour, I think. Why is that? I don't actually know. I'm sure there's some mad ones from Down as well, but like... Answers on the YouTube postcard there. Yeah. Why are down people so relaxed? Do you know that music there um, that played us in? Yeah. yeah. It obviously reminds you of everyone of the, the Padded as well. The Padded. The, the Padded. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And uh, have you seen the film? The, the movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course I have, yes. Matt Damon, Leonardo yeah, 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 yeah. Have you no, seen it? No, I don't think so. Oh, are you going to see it? Are you planning to? Because it's, well, anyway, just, like, I think <laughs> oh, the spoilers. Anyway, look, I think it's fair enough to do spoilers because it's like 2006. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I hadn't seen the movie and it's flicking by one day years and years ago. I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. And the very, very first scene that I saw when I flicked by was literally the second where Leonardo DiCaprio got his head blown off. Oh, God, and I was yeah. like, oh, my God, they killed off Leonardo DiCaprio and it's not the yeah. Titanic. That's massive. Like, it's, quite a, it's quite a scene. Is that's, where, that's genuinely shocking. Is this where the lift opens? Yeah. Yeah, and there's still about a third of the movie to go. I don't know what's going on here, but you've ruined that film for me, haven't no, I you? Haven't. I haven't. <laughs> honestly, I haven't. Honestly, doesn't make it, it won't ruin it for you, but um, no difference. That was my first experience with the departed. Uh, the first comment on the YouTube this morning, and keep them coming, Owen O'Connor. Uh, where's Shane from? Uh, no doubt, tongue in cheek, Owen, because uh, I don't talk about it often enough on the show. I'm not even going to dignify that question with a response uh, because you already know. Um, I was watching the Ireland Australia match yesterday yeah. in. Uh, Joe Quaid's house in Limerick. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, himself and his son had the, the telly on, uh, albeit the, the TV out of sync to the actual action. Uh, but it turned out that was a problem for everyone. It wasn't just me. It, there, there's nothing worse, is there, to watch a fucking match like that? It was infuriating. Because yeah. we had our own, our own additional problem. Virgin Media customers, before the game started, 
the RT2 channel was gone blank basically oh. so every single other channel had a picture except RT mm. and I was like laughing incredulously being like this, this can't actually be happening and I turned it off turned it on again plugged it in plugged it out yeah. went on Twitter turned out it was happening to loads of people Virgin sorted it out within five minutes so I thought great game started now and then that happened for the first half now I have to say I don't know about you or yourself I had a little bit of sympathy for what was going on behind the scenes because can you imagine oh, yeah. what they were trying because you know and I, like all Twitter was like sorry that Arty you're a joke yeah. another taxpayers money unbelievable I was totally like, can you imagine Marty. can you imagine what's happening behind the scenes right yeah, now like yeah. people are running all over the place and they sorted out uh, at half time and then even in the analysis at half time they were like apologising profusely for yeah. the interrupt like they couldn't do anything else really they put two in graphics up on screen apologising for yeah. it yeah. but like obviously it should have been sorted beforehand like it was so it was so infuriating like it was about five to nine seconds of a delay at one point mm. now Paul Howard made the point on Twitter that if you're working it was actually quite handy because the commentary was ahead so you could put your head up whenever there was a chance <laughs> with yeah. the rise of the well, that's actually, yeah. but I think anyone else who was just watching it as an Irish fan it was infuriating Yeah, people were like turn, just turn the commentary off until it resolves itself and like there was like articles written about it and it was just everywhere on Twitter yeah. I find it, it, it's kind of the opposite of, uh, I remember watching the match in, in the press box in Old Trafford before. It was United, it was the 5-0 fi- the Liverpool at Old Trafford uh, when Solskjaer was in charge and you're sitting in the, you've got your, your small TV camera in front of you and it's playing like five seconds after. Yeah. So obviously you can, so something happens and then you can look down and actually see what happens. So it, you're not waiting as long as a instant replay takes. But you're getting the, the 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 game basically five seconds delayed, so it's perfect for reporters and journalists who maybe want to look down and catch something. Croke Park doesn't have anything. Does it yeah, have we've TV, yeah, we've TVs in front of us, so they sh- they show the replays, and yeah, that's what I yeah. think they might see on the big screen. Which is handy, yeah, 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 big time because I think often when you're at home, you can almost see more sometimes, know. you know, especially the close-ups the as stuff. well. But no, for me yesterday with the commentary, like I was watching it in the Woolshed Van Grail in Cork, so. Mm. It was a there was a massive crowd. It was a massive TV, like a, a big, like flat screen TV, and there were so many people there. So it didn't actually bother us as much because it was almost hard at times yeah. to fully hear that. <laughs> yeah. And there was so much cheering and everything else, so it drowned it out almost. So yeah. when I was online and everyone was going mad, I was like, "Okay, this is actually it is." There's I noticed thing. a few times, but yeah. it was so loud there that it was hard at times. Well, one of the top performers for Ireland yesterday was Denise O'Sullivan, and you were with. Her family watched yeah. the match yesterday. That's, that, that, that's a way to watch a World Cup match. Yeah, it was brilliant because literally any time she popped up on the screen, the whole place just erupts. <laughs> and it was mad. I was like, imagine having like a brother or sister in the World Cup. Oh. Like, it's incredible. I don't know if I'd be able to watch. Yeah. I'd be able to watch, but like very, very tensely. Well, we had Luke Connolly on the show yesterday morning before right. Megan played. Yeah, and he saw said, that. He finds it so difficult to watch any of Megan's games throughout the years. Mm. And this is, you know, Cork senior footballer who himself had a bit of status and played in front yeah. of thousands. But he said, like, this is worse than anything else he's experienced. And uh, I was chatting to him after the match as well mm. and being like, geez, I thought that free kick was in at the end. And he was and he said to me, so did she, oh. you know, like and it, and it flicked it the top was, of the wall, didn't it? Yeah. And it went out, yeah. For, it went out for a corner, yeah. hit the top of the net, like, but um, she did amazingly well to get it up and under yeah. so quickly. Like, cause it's about it's like 20 yards. Yeah. Mm. Two yards outside the box. Um, but Lucy Quinn won the free, um, and they like the subs were excellent. Really good, made a big really, difference. Really, really good. But uh, not always been the case. No, and I mean, look, the big thing is like, where was Amber Barrett? I, why did Lucy Quinn go up front? Any striker sitting watching that match must have been thinking to themselves, yeah. like, okay, you're bringing you're bringing Louise Quinn up before you're opting for the. For yeah. Me. Now I was listening to the analysis afterwards. Um, 
So Karen Duggan said in RT, she questioned that, like that yeah. she said, putting Louise Quinn up front is no longer a tactic, like that shouldn't be used. And in the World Cup show yesterday with Richie, Kathleen and Gav Cooney ran, and Kathleen kind of had the same opinion that we really should be moving beyond that now mm. at this point. Whereas Gav said, well, it is a tactic because they did switch to a 4-3-3 system. Yeah. But it just uh, seemed unusual because you can still have Quinn as a threat at set pieces. In the box, Because yeah. from the 70th minute onwards, Ireland got a number of corners. So that's yeah. still an additional option. So why not bring on a player yeah. in Amber Barrett who scored six or seven goals from the bench and who was incredibly motivated to prove a point and justify her selection in the squad. So it did seem like an unusual selection. Yeah, I feel like Vera has her... Not, I'm not going to use the word favourites, but she has her ideas and she sticks with them. Like even Leanne Kiernan, such a good footballer, but has not been a part of her plans and won't be. Yeah, I think and that's then a big part. Amber Barrett, Amber Barrett seems to be the same. Yes, she came on, uh, come on against Scotland and scored that goal. But apart from that, she hasn't really been someone who Vera has leaned upon or wanted to use. Yeah, She's obviously the fi- and one it's of the strange faces because the team, she did it in the warm games as well, like you know against Zambia. She scored so twice, like unbelievable. And she's doing it time and time again, so she's backing it up. And when you need a goal coming down the stretch, mm. it is very strange. The cameras panning to the bench yesterday, like in the last ten fifteen minutes, and the players are all on their feet and gesturing and involved. And Amber Barrett is front and center of that, like. And she's like, ba- like, she's like, sort of like hitting her hands off her legs, and she's jumping like as in like, come on, like, me in, coach. Yeah. Put me in. And at one point, George Hamilton intimated that she was coming on yeah, and it was 77th minute or something like that um, but it will be interesting now in fairness like after the Scotland goal last year at Hamden mm. like there was a goal drought after that and the Zambia oh, yeah. friendly did actually solidify her place in the squad if she hadn't come on and scored those two goals there would have been a question mark whether she was selected at all yeah. which is hard to believe now because she is I think was it Gav again Gav Cooney said she's like the Wes Houlihan of women's Irish football like she's as revered now as this yeah. kind of almost mythical figure but in terms of team selection and like you say Vera Powell is like fairly inflexible in what she wants to do uh, which is also a massive strength as well at times and like Ireland looked very solid defensively Australia yeah. offered very little threat mm. uh, like the late exclusion of Sam Kerr didn't help like, but Fowler and uh, Ford didn't do an awful lot up front because Quinn and Fahey were excellent but I suppose the big question mark now is Abby Larkin does she start against Canada next Wednesday because she was really good when she came on Marissa Shiva was I suppose slightly ineffective besides conceding the penalty Yeah. whereas um, Sinead Farrelly Sinead Farrelly was good she's a controlled player um, I do wonder like if Abby Larkin had such an impact off the bench I do wonder if you yeah they might keep her yeah they might keep her there Vera will love that love that Abby came on and was able to do what she done and no I I, I couldn't see her starting Mm. I think she's too effective coming off the bench but Marissa Shiva she looked quite nervous like even coming out of the tunnel there was like a massive deep red and like which you can only expect of course but it just looked like her touch was a little bit off and yeah, what we saw maybe of her driving forward in the in the France game, it, yeah. it wasn't really there as much. But I agree with uh, Farley. She she definitely she played well. She linked yeah. up well with Heather Payne. Um, she did a lot of the hard work. But a lot of the time can get unnoticed at times. But I think that yeah. she really did get on the ball and yeah, she set up play going forward. So I, yeah, I, I do think she she'll definitely warrant starting again. Like Farley hasn't played much football, but I think to get the best out of her, you do play her for an hour rather than bringing on for half an hour. Yeah, because she is she can control a game. Like yeah, like that's different. Now, I was um, I was noticing like so Gary for Australia had the most. I think she won the most turnovers. Like she won the most possession eleven times. But the next two people and into the entire match was both McCabe and O'Sullivan. So they are two best players who are still probably playing too deep. Yeah. Like I thought O'Sullivan had a decent game 
I thought she gave the ball away a fair bit because she was probably trying too hard but you could see her moments of class like Evelyn definitely her, yeah. t- her touches are like a cut above but there was times where she kind of ran into traffic mm. but you can't help but think like it's probably too much to go for Izzy Atkinson left wing back she's too inexperienced but if you could find a way to get McCabe further yeah. up the pitch yeah. now I know like she can still do a fierce amount of damage at left wing back not like she hasn't done it at club or art at club level or for the country, but you just can't help but think like get your best player further up the pitch or and take a risk on Atkinson. But I think it's almost a moot point because Vera Powell's not going to do that. No, no, she wants his lone striker like Kira Cruz. So it's tough job, really, really tough <clears throat> oh, job. Donkey work, and you're, like. yeah, and you're yeah. waiting for the moment of magic. Mm. There was a ball that Katie put in in the first half. And it was almost like Scotland, Amber Barrett. Yeah. She just needed to get a foot on it to get a bit of space yeah. and get away. But it didn't come off for her. But it's such a tough role to play. And I think Vera's just set in that defensive system. Completely. But it is very tough to get goals that way. Thankless task. We should mention as well the Canadians and Nigeria drew nil nil overnight, which is a really good result you'd expect for us. And there was a, a penalty, Christine Sinclair's penalty uh, for Canada saved in the 50th minute. A really good save actually as well. So... Uh, very good defence oh my god what a player yeah unbelievable like, unbelievable um, 40 years of age it's incredible her 6th World Cup yeah like it's just madness <laughs> love can, it we can control her now next Wednesday yeah. um, how yeah. about the chance after 20 minutes when McKay plays it through to Carusa yeah that one yeah 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 and Carusa just doesn't read the ball for it. it's over the top after 20 minutes and mm. she's true one on one if she gets her touch right but it didn't like she didn't attack the ball and then after that uh, O'Sullivan had a kind of a cross volley which I think she even nearly got on the end of so there was glimpses you know yes. glimpses but it was really the last 20 minutes where Ireland came alive a bit and the frustration is like why can't they start like that but the counterpoint oh. to that is if you start like that and go gung-ho and Australia go one up early then you're yeah. in serious trouble like. you're in bother yeah, so I understand the tactic of playing it say for like two thirds of the match and then risking the fact that it'll be either a draw or you're narrowly losing which was the latter and then go for it from there yeah but like, look, the McCabe chance is big at the end with the, she controlling her left foot and I can't remember the Australian player but someone covered brilliantly, I think mm. it was deep lying midfielder when McCabe was about to unleash her left foot and if she did, you'd imagine yeah. that was nine times out of ten going to be a goal. Yeah. But she had to put it back onto her right and she toe-poked and the keeper parried. But right after that, there was a, a moment which is such an Ireland World Cup goal where McCabe crosses in and Louise Quinn is up there glancing header <laughs> far yeah. post that's your reading in the years George Hamilton won all slow-mo yeah. slow-mo yeah. bouncing in oh. and that just went wide I know and you always back Louise in them situations big time just to even hit the target should you yeah. be happy with a, a narrow defeat against a really good opposition no. No. no not when you feel like you could have got a draw felt like a draw was a fair result any defeat it doesn't and matter it came from move. a penalty yeah. I feel like it's just especially in a tournament like yeah. we needed to make a goal there I feel the positivity is justified but you can't help but think like Oh, it's totally justified. Yeah, sorry, but yeah, it's yeah, negative. Because uh, we, I think Ireland really did warrant a draw. Yeah, you know, like really did. Like, like the if you look at the stats as well, they had very similar number of shots. Mm. Australia shaded like shots overall and shots on target just. Yeah, and they were much better with completed passes. Like our passing wasn't great at times, but other than that, if you had never seen either side play before or didn't know anything about them or the status of both yeah, sides you would think it's a pretty true. even game like, yeah, yeah. Pretty uh, even which is great to see and they'll take so much confidence from that now oh, big like, time the brilliant Canada that game result is so went, big now yeah like, and the result last night that, that went our way so 
Absolutely. Like, it, they'll take a hell of a lot from it and be able to push on. But yeah, there is positivity <laughs> from it. And I think we need to keep positive about it. Because the girls are playing in their, their first ever World Cup. Yeah. You could see when they walked out and Aaron Naveen playing, it was spine tingling oh, oh stuff. Oh my God, in the class. tunnel beforehand. Yeah. When uh, Courtney Brasden broke a smile, couldn't help it. <laughs> and, and Megan Connolly behind her, they just like, yeah. you know that kind of smile where you just can't believe how amazing I'll be lurking. the situation you're in. She was beaming on <laughs> yeah. the bench and the camera pan to her and she like realised she was on the TV and she smiled and like said I think it was Louise Quinn was next to her and she just was like her Lucy Quinn was next to her and she was just like we're on the oh, TV we're on the someone's TV. pointed out Frankenstein Forland has been in touch uh, great to hear from you as always uh, did you notice little John Caruso and Shiva belting out our own event yesterday good on them a squad of role models and proud ambassadors for our nation Rusha Nishanin I think he's trying to come up with the Irish for little John Um yeah, that's great to see. Obviously, Irish wouldn't have been a language they'd maybe learned in school, I presume. So, yeah, to be better yeah. out our own event. Like same with Sinead Farley, uh, Marissa Shiva. Amazing. Yeah, yeah it's a big thing. The same for the Irish rugby team, Bundy Aki did the same. You pointed this out, Colin. We've got on the front page of The Guardian, no less, of all across the water, we've got uh, a group of young Irish fans in despair after a missed chance, I think, uh, watching in Dublin at one of the watch parties yesterday out in the open air. So well, an interesting mean, choice. They're all taken... And interest in us. From the editor of The Guardian. The yeah. front page of the newspaper. Yeah. Obviously, have Buzz Aldrin advertising watches on the back. I want to pick Buzz out of a lineup now, I have to Very say. landing anniversary, Omega. Yeah, there you go. Free advertisement for them. Uh, but yeah, unreal. Yeah. Great to see that. Ah, class. Uh, on your garment, who Emma here is pointing out in the live doc, was. Um, belting out the anthem and smiling at the same time mm. like you could just tell it going through and like you could see the tears welling up in Katie McCabe's eyes and it's just like it's very emotional for I got whole so country. emotional ah, yeah, I how, never how thought would I would I knew I, it means a lot and the whole lot but people used to sort of ask him before will you cry and all this I'm like yeah. cry no I don't think so honestly I was fighting back tears yeah it's amazing just felt like such a pivotal moment like to see the girls walk out 75 odd thousand people like there's moments I thought this would never ever happen yeah, yeah. like Growing up, I didn't know anything about it. A women's Irish football team. You wouldn't have even thought of it. No. Yeah. Like, uh, which is, is, is it, that's on all of us, but uh, especially on all the people that, that put the women's football in the back burner and, and uh, put it behind the men's men's game and, and like look at what's look at where they're at now. Like, it's yeah. unbelievable. Liberty Hall was only 2017. You know, and, and yeah. to have yeah. that moment yesterday was just incredible. Yeah. And I think also, because like, we're working honest you know and so you're always planning what's the next thing what's Ooh. the next thing so you're almost like stumbling into the national anthems and then you just take a step back and realise like this is to be enjoyed Here as we well are. as prepared yeah. for it you know it's like this is incredible the comments are flying in on this uh, so uh, we'll get to a few of those Christopher Henry says first time listening to OTBAM this week rarely miss even when on holidays but worth the absence this week officially a viable member of a guest appearance on Dadcast now Chris congratulations Barry McGuigan South Derry man I'm fairly sure Chris uh, congrats to yourself in the other half on the new arrival uh, loads of comments on the match as well um, Carl Daly pointed out we need Australia to win all their games and we need a point off Canada which will leave it a shootout for a spot against Nigeria mm-hmm. that would be yeah it's, it's, it's actually teed up nicely yeah, so if we lose to Canada time. are we are we, do, 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 are we gone depends on the other game yeah, yeah. just depend on other games okay, yeah. so we'll, we'll keep, a, keep an eye on that and one. there's loads of time for people to jump on this bandwagon like if oh. you missed the game yesterday for whatever reason and you didn't really make a fuss about it or yeah. you didn't put any green on or hang out a flag or anything like that absolutely there's time oh. you know Wednesday is the next game I'd absolutely urge everybody to, to get on board And 1 o'clock Irish time next Wednesday yeah Canada. if you have Isn't a young person in your life for that just you know let them know what's happening I, I, I saw an overheard in Dublin well, my buddy sent it on to me right there was a guy yesterday went to the pub to watch the Australia game 11am and he had like the suit on and a lanyard from work and he goes uh, 
give us a Heineken there but put it into a zero zero glass <laughs> <laughs> I'd say there was a few people doing that alright yeah. 100% yeah yeah brilliant <laughs> yeah I heard that a lot around the bar in Cork is it too early it's never too early oh. nah, not too early <laughs> but this lad was fucking hiding it from his boss like yeah. <laughs> <The boss is laughs> see time is a construct of human perception not least when when World Cups come around when World Cups come around time does not matter because it could be it could be in South Korea and Japan it could be in Australia New Zealand and we just don't care what time if it was if last night's match was, if the game was at 3 in the morning we all would have got up and watched uh, without a shadow of a doubt Greg Caffrey says Quinn's header at the end free header with great effort yeah it was, you know, there was there was an awful lot of pace in the cross from McCabe it was a bit looped uh, speaking of crosses from McCabe her corners were wicked yeah like mm. The, like directly onto Arnold and goal, who I think got a few soft frees to be honest I think mm. two of the first four corners she got frees out Big time. and Connolly's corners on the other side on the right hand side were good I like that tactic that they didn't just have McCabe on both sides because out swinging would have been no good for us on the left hand side the other thing as well is like I talk about I wish McCabe was further up the pitch can't help but think Connolly in midfield would be also yeah. helpful because she's a baller uh, but yeah, look she's, she's also very good at the back yeah. I, like, and the back three she's are solid. tight yeah. like Kira Caruso I was listening to chatting to Kathleen I think after the match and she was asking her what was said at half time and Vera was just like this game will be decided by one moment one, no, one that, mistake that, one moment oh, that's such I've seen so, Vera saying that in her so interesting yeah. that she brought that up right? it was one because moment. I noted that line uh, when she spoke to Tony Donovan afterwards on RT yeah. and I think uh, Kathleen was talking to Lucy Quinn and I think Caruso after the match yeah. too I think we yeah. have that on, the, on, on our podcast I think Caruso also said she that said because that, I think yeah. Kathleen asked um, Kyra what, what was said at half time so that was mentioned again I thought that was very interesting why would you say that I th- that, because that, that would keep a player on their toes the entire duration I of the half think, I, pers- I don't think it's a great thing to say right no. because if you say this game is going to be decided on one moment i.e. don't make a mistake you have to be able to make mistakes yeah, well, that's one thing also the, the penalty was scored after 52 minutes so 8 minutes into the second half Right. I wouldn't have been thinking of it in, in a negative light. No, 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 well, that's thinking, that one moment then. Yeah, but if she's saying this game is going to be decided at one moment, then when you're attacking, you're like, this this is it. This I is think us. this game can be won in one moment, yes. But the wording was, maybe that, yeah. a mistake is going to decide yeah, this I don't, game. Well, maybe that wasn't the wording. I don't, I'm not sure. Although it was that what Caruso said. Oh, I think it was. was Vera Pau said it afterwards, yeah, in our post-match. Mistake. Yeah, one mistake, and that's, that's what happened. That was what she like. said. And it was, sorry, but it was a, it was a silly foul that was... I was a penalty all day. Like I saw some people saying it was a bit soft. It was a tangling of legs. I mean, like, I do think there was a tangling of legs, but she put her two hands. That was the it thing. Was yeah. Like, yeah. It was. It, it, once you do that, and you're in the box. It's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. All day. If it was the other way around, we would have been. Going oh yeah, it's it was no, it's absolutely it. a penalty. But I do think she was unfortunate with her legs. But what was she doing back there? I know. Like, I know. Okay. Yeah, but look, that happens. Like they they were switching all the time. She yeah. and McCabe and Kathleen was saying she was noticing it in the stadium with um, Sinead O'Carroll too that there was a lot of switching going on between the two. Yeah. And that she was quite small and not defensively minded, so she was in an unfortunate position there. It's not to say that McCabe wouldn't have uh, tangled legs with Rasso either. Like, yeah. you know. Bruce Robbo Fan Club says on the YouTube comments, uh, execution of Irish play in the game, apart from a couple of decent corners and one free kick, was so infuriating. Very little quality in the game beyond Denise O'Sullivan. Yeah, I um, wouldn't entirely disagree with that. I thought the passing was a bit off at times. I thought we Basics. grew into it a bit. Again, I, like it, I think it, the performance um, equated, like, Men's the men's team at World Cups previously when we've done well yeah. is that it's real backs against the wall job very very organised very tough to break down mm-hmm. uh, but you just wish for a bit more football and especially with this team where there are footballers in the team that's why I think O'Sullivan was trying probably a bit too hard as the footballer in the team kind of thing that yes. she has to try and play around with the ball I thought Little John did okay I thought she did well enough Yeah, um, I don't think that necessarily to be a change there maybe like I, ideally I'd like Connolly in midfield and another 
uh, defender brought in. Yeah. And then <laughs> I know you're taking a huge risk um, taking McCabe out of a left wing back position when she has responsibility for that flank. Because yes. you saw Australia target Heather Payne on the other side. Yeah, but she did well. She did. She did well. Yeah, she did well. Um, yeah, I thought she did well. I think Vine, Vine was, I think Vine was having some joy against her. That's why Faraday was doing well too, covering for Payne yeah. at times. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony Gustafson, by the way, the Australian manager, like the cheek of him. Um, the night before the game, he's talking about the. Uh, he says, "I've I've identified an Irish weakness." Well, yeah. and he said it unprompted. He did, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you see them attacking that that pain, yeah. Payne's wing he knew straight away. So that clearly is where they were yeah. identifying the weakness, but like. That's a bit cheeky. Richie was pointing out in the show last night in the newsroom. Right, I was yeah, listening yeah. to him and he was saying like it was very Brendan Rodgers esque. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it was What's like it's like <laughs> nobody's asked you yeah. to have you identified Irish weakness. He's just gone and said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was mind games maybe from from Gustafsson. A bit cheeky. Look, they um, were no great shakes. Not no, to be no. afraid of. I like. they were missing Sam, Sam Kerr. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, but I mean, like, um, what's this? Uh, Emma was saying there this morning in the office. It was like, no, Sam Kerr. So that was a big chance, like. Oh, massive. And it was chance. a big chance. Yeah, that's why they like we needed to get the draw, especially with Sam Kerr. Not and what about her poker face in the press conference? Like, she knew at that point she was not playing because it happened in the, you know, the, yeah. the last training session. She did her calf, so she she knew at that point she wasn't going to be playing. Did you ask her what celebration she was going to do? And she was like, oh, I don't know. God, Played yeah, a terrible situation for her. Obviously, you don't see, like to see any player in the World Cup, but it was a massive boost for Ireland. Huge. When that Mary came Fowler in. came in, and yeah, what a player as well. And like, she has her Irish connections. Her dad's from Ballymun. Yeah. Her granddad's still living in Dublin. Two sisters played for Ireland, didn't they? And she nearly did. Yeah. She very nearly did. So, yeah, that's another one lost. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, we should mention them as well. A couple of the Irish clubs were in action in Europe last night as well. Um, so to go around the, the groups, I get Derry City won, HP Torshavn nil. Uh, so Derry continuing their Europa League conference, uh, Europa Conference League campaign. Sadio Diallo, the only goal. So Rory Higgins team booking their place in second qualifying round. They're going to play the Finnish lead leaders Cups next Thursday evening. Cups KUPS. I love this one uh, in, the, in the first leg in that game. Um, the other games last night, Pat's not doing enough to uh, to get through Diddling. Uh, beating them so 3-2 on the night to, to Diddling 5-3 in aggregate uh, a remarkable own goal which will live long in the memory the, oh uh, the God, one of the goals for Pat so <laughs> on the front page there somewhere real. I don't even know how you explain what happened he's headed the ball backwards what a header the keeper comes out and heads the ball <laughs> heads header. the ball into his own goal <laughs> it was uh, it was bizarre uh, sold out crowd for that Pat's game last night and I mean Diddling Diddling Diddling, diddling <laughs> Look, whatever it is, they went they went two 0 up, and you're thinking tie over. But then that goal happens, and it's a sniff maybe for Pats. But in the end, um, the US the US side doing enough to to progress, and Dundalk surviving a little bit of a scare from Bruno's Magpies uh, to advance. So some nervy moments at Oriel Park, but uh, they've booked the Europa Conference League second qualifying round date with K. A. Akureyri of Iceland next week. A three one win at Oil Park last night and uh, they drew in a nil of course in Victoria Stadium a week ago so 3-1 had finished uh, Pat- Patrick Hoobin giving them a lead uh, all, uh, after three minutes of last night's game so uh, not bad for the Irish teams last night Pats um, maybe not included in there but uh, at least a couple of teams are progressing yeah because mm-hmm. uh, especially after the Shamrock Rovers performances you were there like Ash and they were I don't know what happened to them in that tie yeah, but they were per- yeah, and I think they'll, they'll be very disappointed. Mm. You know, they probably wanted to go one further even this year. Like, yeah. they had done so well last year. But even just financially for clubs, you know, it's massive. Yeah. You know, th- that'll be probably a big oh. thing too. 
So, Huge. yeah, I think they'll be very, very disappointed, but yeah, not great performances, though. We mentioned Bruno's Magpies, uh, but Bruno Fernandez, of yes. course, takes you. Yes, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's why you're there, like, you, you know, know what? Yeah. That's why you're sitting there. The big boxes. Design the happens. coffee. Yeah, that's yeah. Sitting there. Listen, thanks for the coffee this morning, by the way, Colm. I'll leave it there. Um, Did you not bring it in? I didn't, yeah. I see, see, the coffee, it's instant, it's instant coffee. Uh, it's the Brayburn coffee. Brayburn. Oh, we did get it for you. Yeah. We did. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you yeah, nearly yeah, forgot. Yeah, I had yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Bruno Fernandez named as the youth club captain for Manchester United. <laughs> Do you know what? We were sitting here on a Monday morning doing power, our performance rankings months ago. The morning after Liverpool hammered United yeah. at Anfield seven nil, oh, and yes. I think Nathan was co-hosting, right? And Nathan put out the question: Should Bruno Fernandez ever captain Manchester United again? based on his histrionics in the second half. Yeah. And look at him now months later, named the permanent captain after Harry Maguire was dropped. Uh, I'm not delighted about it. Mm. From a but he, he, was the, he was the only... That feels like option. he was the I'm only sure, option. I'm not sure if he was. Who, else, sure who would you pick? Luke Shaw? Uh, Raphael Varane? Oh, Varane, Martinez? Yeah. Um, mm, Varane, maybe, yeah, I can see. Uh, Casemiro. Casemiro is Casemiro's English I presume his English it'll, it'll be good enough oh, for he'd, fair, speak, um, he'd speak Portuguese to enough and Antonio Valencia uh, captain United with, with yeah. a couple of words um, I'm sure he'd be fine I just like Fernandez, fine player done loads for United his statistics are off the charts he always gets himself involved he never goes hiding really a lot, lot to admire not sure I'd follow him into battle yeah that's all I'd say right yeah yeah, I, look, I wouldn't follow Harry Maguire into battle either, potentially. Yeah. Uh, also, Andre Onana has taken the number 24 shirt mm. at Manchester United. Iconic number 24. Vic, <laughs> he wears 23 for Cameroon, I think. Uh, vacating the number one jersey. I, I, I don't know, is that it? Respect. <laughs> to the great DDG. It could be a ploy, you know, uh, there's a lot of pressure at Manchester United being a United goalkeeper. As someone said recently, did Roy Keane or Gary Neville say it in the overlap? They said that, that the Manchester United goalkeeping position is the most pressurised position in world football. Uh, which is uh, it's most scrutinised yeah fair shout so maybe not taking the number one jersey is Onana going is it the most mm. scrutinised yeah it's up there for sure so it's, it's an interesting decision I know jersey numbers don't really matter but like there's, st- there's still a little bit of in- intrigue oh, in- it might just be a preference sure um, Rui Patricio when he was at Wolves yeah he took a um, mad number didn't he but that was more in tribute to a, a previous goalkeeper but yeah like Short numbers for goalkeepers. Sure, yeah. We've long lived yeah. on uh, number ones, you know. Exactly. But uh, yeah, look, he, look, it could make it could be the making of uh, Fernandez in, in terms of like he could tone down the the ranting and raving and uh, gesticulation to his teammates and maybe like, well, I'm captain now. A bit like actually, Katie McCabe said in uh, the Players Tribune article this week, which mm. is like she had never captained anyone. Yeah. Which is so mad to get yeah. then being named Irish senior captain, and she said, look, she wasn't ready, but she had to act like she was ready. Yeah. And maybe it'll be a bit like this for Fernandez. Look, I'm actually the leader now, permanently. I can't be going on like I'm going on. Yeah. I'll tone it down towards my teammates. He'll probably put it all on the ref now in the opposition. It probably will help and things. In my yeah, and sometimes better. that's why you're made captain in a way. Yeah. They, they think it, they see something in you, but also maybe it'll calm you down and put you know into the player that they think you're going to be. Yeah, big time. That's right. Patricia wore 11 at Wolves, Mark Dunning. Oh, that's strange. Yeah, but it was, there was a reason. It was, I can't remember like the now, there was a tribute to goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, I should mention as well, there's a, Rory O'Connor has a, a piece in the Irish Independent this morning, uh, which is bad news for the Irish women's uh, rugby team because Nicola Friday, the captain, is believed to be on the cusp of announcing her retirement from international rugby. Um, she, she, of course, led Ireland through the, the Six Nations campaign this year. Very, very tough Six Nations campaign. The Offaly woman uh, looks set to focus on her club career. Rory is reporting with Exeter Chiefs, with whom she reached the Premier 15s final earlier this month. So she's got 34 caps for Ireland, debut in 2016, played at the Rugby World Cup in 2017. 
that would be huge news uh, yeah. if that happens. So she's only 28. Kira Griffin, of course, retiring at 27 a couple of years ago as well. So a uh, bit of a blow. Yeah, big blow. And I wonder, does it come into the contracts? And obviously girls are training professionally. Other girls are obviously opted to, to keep their jobs because obviously financially it makes more sense. You know, it could be something like that to yeah. do with it as well because that they're training full time and then you're coming from work and yeah. trying to fit into this setup. I often wonder how does that work in the in the long term. So yeah, that is such a blow because she had such a tough Six Nations campaign. She was always the the first up front in for you know, in front of the media and she did so well with that at that role at a very tough time. And what a player as well. You know, she had to step in there. There was a lot of retirement and she stepped up to the plate and mm. Yeah, uh, that that's yeah, that's not great news to hear. No, big news. Uh, keep the comments coming in on the YouTube channel as well. Damon Hanley says, Shane, the Aussies are extremely confident in every walk of life and not afraid to let you know. Try listening to their rugby commentary on Fox. Bias is something to behold. Yeah, I've heard the Aussie commentators weren't uh, that impressed with some of Katie McCabe's tackling on their coverage um, yesterday. Like, in fairness, McCabe could have seen a soft red yeah. at the end of the half. It would have been a bit harsh. It was probably an amber card. <laughs> but I was shocked that Farrah didn't look at that. <laughs> like she went in uh, She was definitely, I don't know, yeah, she was lucky at times, but same time. I, I, yeah, but it does, I know she was targeted, she was, like, that's yeah. totally, and she was, and she must have been annoyed about it, but, like, that tackle, I was like, yeah. got a bit lucky there, like. Yeah. But also, we love Katie for ah, that's why her, her, her battle that she had with Ross was amazing. unbelievable. It was brilliant. Yeah, but, like, we Jesus wouldn't want to lose that. Off, like, no. yeah. Yeah. And then Denise Sullivan probably unfairly got booked. I know. And she didn't know what was happening. And it was like, yeah, that was for Katie, but you're unfortunate here. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't want Katie to dilute any of her aggression either. No, we need a bit of that. OTB AM The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball